always find me on Anchor. That literally is my Anchor, which then puts me outward to my Spotify, iHeart, and other venues of podcasting. And so uh, please subscribe, like it, tune in, share. It's very important for the analytics. I need the analytics to rise. As the analytics rise, ladies and gentlemen, you keep me afloat. And I appreciate you and love you for that. I'm so happy to be in your presence today. And uh, as I stated, we do have a lot to talk about. Of course, many of us have been following the news worldwide uh, as well as local. And we know that the Dell State University uh, president is now bringing official charges for the stop in Georgia, what uh, is said to be a racial profiling stop. And ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you that that's not an absolute truth. At one point, I thought, well, how could it be racial profiling if we can't see the window, you know, through the windows are tinted? There's no sign that says this is a black people bus. Like, it doesn't say that. It simply it didn't say anything. It didn't even say DSU. So how could it be racially motivated? And then someone reminded me that back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, uh, during those days, people knew that people were going to be in a particular town. White folks knew that black folks were going to be there. And so long before we even arrived, it was already mapped out of when we would be leaving or departing from that particular uh, city or venue. And I've got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's an absolute fact. I do believe that that Georgia police, they knew that that was our bus I'm sorry, call me a conspiracy theorist. Maybe I'm a racist for thinking so. But historically, when we look at the facts, historically, we have to admit that there is racial profiling and has been for <laughs> how many hundreds of years? You know, do we really need to go there? So, you know, I think it was racial profiling and I, I applaud Dell State University for filing official charges uh, against, against them for doing that. And I did look at the codes, and perhaps you looked at it as well. And uh, it, the code actually titles, uh, not titles, but it states very clearly that you are not to, if you have six wheels, you cannot be in the particular lane. However, that excludes buses. Okay, so buses are excluded from that particular title, and I did write it down. I simply am not sure where I put my notes, but I did write that down. You can always Google search it for yourself. You know, Georgia highway uh, laws on a four-lane highway. Like, you know, just Google it, and it'll tell you. The bus had every right to be in that particular lane. So, you know, the Georgia Police uh, Sheriff's Office, they definitely have something to answer to, and we'll keep our eye on that to see how we move forward. Also, I'm sure that most of us by now have been absolutely outraged, completely outraged uh, with what has taken place in Buffalo, New York. So, because mainstream media has given us so much of that knowledge and information, uh, how much of it is true? Well, we have to have a spirit of discernment. You need a spirit of discernment whenever you watch mainstream media. Okay, so, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to take you through all of the details. You've heard them all before. You've watched it. You know, you've gotten all this. You've just been inundated with information. And I'll tell you, so have I. 
But one thing for certain and two things for sure is I want to bring one thing to your attention that maybe slipped through the cracks. And maybe this part we didn't know. So we, we know it's a fact that Peyton Gendron drove 200 miles to a zip code that was predominantly black. We all know that, right? We got that part. We know that he took his rifle that had the word N-I-G-G-E-R. I'm not sure if I can say the word on radio or not. I really never asked, so I'm not sure. But for the sake of respect and my Christian uh, and Muslim brothers and sisters that are listening, I won't say it, but you know the word. So uh, this word was engraved on the rifle that he used, N-I-G-G-E-R, was the name of the rifle uh, that he engraved that in his rifle that he went to the Topps Market to kill uh, 10 black people and injuring three. But, but what we may not know, oh, well, before that, let's just make another statement of what we do know. We do know that prior to the incident at the Topps Market, we know that Peyton Gendron at high school threatened his high school students his comrades, whatever they are, you know, uh, people that go to high school with him. He threatened them. He had a mental health issue then, and no one took it seriously. They took him uh, to a mental health facility for 72 hours and released him. No charges were brought against him. No terroristic threatening, nothing. We all know these facts. We've all got that. Now, I got to bring the fact up that I don't know if it slipped through the cracks or if everyone caught it or not. But I caught it, and it was so ridiculous. I, I, I tried to laugh. It was so ridiculous, I couldn't even laugh. It just really infuriated me. And that is the part where he shot one of the white people at the market or in the parking lot, ran over to them in the middle of killing the brown people, ran over to the white person, apologized. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shoot you got up and continued on his massacre, the killing spree. I, I, you know, <laughs> think about that. You're out on a massacre to kill brown people with the word N-I-G-G-E-R tattooed on your rifle, on your weapon. You shoot a white person by accident. You run over in the middle of this killing spree, apologize to the white person for shooting them, <laughs> and then continue on with your killing spree. And the defense, according to, uh, because it's all over court TV, according to the defense attorney, they are trying to claim that COVID made him do it. Because he was isolated, uh, alone, uh, just mentally, you know, the, the, the mental health issues, they just piled up on him and COVID made him do it. Ladies and gentlemen, even if you don't study the law, which I do, I've been studying the law for 13 years and I'm not a slouch. I'm pretty good at it, to be honest. No matter how much law you study, there are so many holes in that defense. It is absolutely ridiculous. COVID made him do it. Well, you know, most of us, I know I can only speak for me. I can't speak for the rest of the world. But Rochelle Wilson can speak for Rochelle Wilson. I too was isolated, alone in my home with two dogs. 
and pretty much on my own, couldn't get out very often. And so sitting at home, gaining weight, eating bonbons, but I did not pick up a rifle or any weapon, go into an all white supermarket and begin to kill white folks. I didn't do that. COVID did not make me do that. Do you really think that his defense makes any sense? Mentally, yes. Mentally, he's absolutely, he's crazy. And it's because of the manifesto that he wrote prior to, uh, well, he, he posted it. When he wrote it, I can't say, or who wrote it. Uh, actually, I have the name of the person who did write that. Uh, but I believe that he said it was a, bear with me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm reading my notes. And if I'm reading this correctly, it is called the replacement theory. The replacement theory. Yes, the replacement theory is that, and that is by Tucker Carlson. Yes, Tucker Carlson wrote, and it, he's an absolute xenophobic. He's absolutely xenophobic. And he wrote this replacement theory that eventually in time, the world is going to change to such a time when it is illegal to be white. It is illegal to be a straight uh, man in America, illegal to be white in America, uh, illegal to be a Christian in America, that these things are coming and therefore uh, to defend their race and their nationality of people, they've got to kill off everything else. If that's not crazy within itself, Tucker Carlson is as guilty for the murder of those 10 people and three injuries as Peyton Gendron. He is equally as guilty because he's a xenophobic, which simply means he thinks he's a superior uh, because he's afraid of black people. Xenophobic. Look it up. Do a Google research. Xenophobic. X-E-N-O-P-H-O-B-I-C. Xenophobic. Absolutely petrified of brown skinned people. You think at any moment we're going to rise up and take over that which is rightfully ours any damn way, uh, you know, but the fear of what you have done that has been such preposterously debaucherous, absolutely preposterously debaucherous, evil at its core for hundreds of years that you've done to black people, brown people, now you're so petrified that we're going to come back and rise up against you, that we're going to replace you, so you feel it's important to get rid of all the brown people. Look it up, ladies and gentlemen, I did, the, I did my homework. I did my homework for you. I did your homework for you. So I'm giving you this information because I am the informationor, it's my job to research, to have the knowledge, the information, so that I can share that with you, to motivate you, inspire you to get up and be a part of the change. Be the change that you want to see. Muhatma Gandhi. Muhatma Gandhi. I'll say it again. Muhatma Gandhi. Be the change that you want to see. So get up, get involved. Don't just get angry and sit around on the sofa and, and, and cursing amongst yourselves. 
No, join an organization that you feel confident uh, is moving forward and get involved. Be a part of it. Today at three o'clock, SeaTac taking a corners or citizens taking a corner will be out today. So be a part of that. And if you need the time and the date, all you have to do is check in Timeless Thomas uh, Facebook page and there you will have the location. We know the date. We know the time. I didn't catch the location, but it is happening today. So just do a quick Google search and find out. SeaTac, they're meeting today. Get involved. I'm giving you the information because it's my job. I am make some intelligent noise. I am Rochelle Wilson, the information or for justice, for fairness and equality across the boards. So I really think that, uh, you know, uh, having a defense that COVID made me do it, <laughs> it is absolutely preposterous. It is ridiculous. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine how the defense attorneys came up with that one. So let's make sure we watch and stay tuned in for how that works out for all of us, right? The COVID-19 flu virus made me kill 10 brown people and injure three. I drove 200 miles, put the word N-I-G-G ER on my rifle, my gun, and decided to drive 200 miles to kill brown people because COVID made me do it. Absolutely preposterous. So let's keep an eye on how that, uh, how that works moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an absolute mess. What is this world coming to? Racism is alive and well. And as much as I tip my hat in prayer and thanks, and as well as tears, for the death of George Floyd, God chose George Floyd to be the catalyst for change for this world. He changed the world. He brought racism to the top, to the surface, so that it could be seen. It's no longer hidden under the carpet. And we never know when we meet each other whether or not people are racist. You just don't know. I have to give a shout out to a very special gentleman that uh, I met at Home Depot over the uh, earlier this week. I believe it was Wednesday or Thursday. As I've stated it more than a thousand times, I have two very large, big size female dogs uh, in my possession. They're my, they're my little daughters. And these dogs jump on my fence to get to the other dog that they want to fight. So I'm, in the, I'm, I'm preparing my fence. I'm repairing my fence. I go to Home Depot and this really, I'm just totally having a confused moment. I don't know the bit, the size of the bit that I need for the drill, to drill the nail of the screws into the wood to fix my, to repair my fence. And this man, this white guy, just kind of leaning off to the side, minding his own business, stepped forward to help me in my moment of confusion. He took time from his day, his energy, and God only knows what he was thinking. This black woman, you know, looking crazy around drill bits. He took a chance in today's climate 
to help me. I received that help, smiled, and introduced myself, and he helped me find the, the number two uh, bit for my drill. His name is Jeremy. Jeremy, if you're listening out there, two reasons I want to say thank you. Of course, obviously, the first reason is because you helped me find the right bit so that I could fix my fence to avoid my dogs from hurting someone else's pet. Thank you, Jeremy. The second reason I say thank you is because you had the courage, you had the heart, you had the spiritual inclination to reach out and assist this black woman, this brown-skinned woman in today's climate, in today's climate where it can be scary. Black folks don't know if white folks are, are xenophobic or racist, afraid of brown people. White folks don't know if we're going to, you know, uh, the replacement theory, we're just going to attack them and, and take them out for 400 years of oppression and depression. So it can be frightening on both sides. Neither side knows what to do or exactly how to interact with the other. So very cautiously, very cautiously, we are engaging. But the conversations are on the table. The conversation of race in America and racism, the replacement theory, prejudice, all of these things are now on the table. It's time to have these uncomfortable conversations. And honey, if you're not going to keep it real, don't even bother to waste time. Don't waste your breath if you're not going to keep it 100% authentic. Keep it real. It's time to talk about black folks, brown people, golden people, and, and white folks, and our relationship to each other. We work with each other. We, we engage each other at supermarkets and gas stations and, uh, you know, the parks with our children and grandchildren. We have to live in this world together. Whether you like it or you don't like it, you agree, you don't agree, it's evil, it's not evil, I don't know, I can't get into all of that. We live on this planet Earth together. We have to find the way, whether it's a religious way or just a spiritual way or a heartfelt way, we've got to find the way to connect to each other as human beings. I'm almost positive, not 100%, but I give myself 95% positivity that black and brown people are not out to kill you and destroy you and eradicate you and uh, all, you know, replace you. We're not out to do that. We're trying to live our lives. Now you've got 247 years advantage on us for so many reasons that we've already talked about and you already know, 247 years advantage to brown people. White folks have that. But we're still trying to level the playing field. So don't think we're trying to take over. We just want to get along. Can we just get along? And for those white folks that love us because you now have brown people in your family DNA, 
for whatever reason, however it got there, marriage, uh, sexual relationships, whatever happened. You are now co-joined with us. I don't care how white you are. If you got a little brown grandbaby or baby or, uh, you know, anything with melanin in their skin, you now have to take our side. You don't have the privilege to consider yourself or to be a xenophobic. You just can't do it. How are you going to be a white supremacist racist and you've got a brown person now in your family, little baby or child, grandchild, whatever? Are you married to a man or a woman of melanated skin? You better act right. Get your whole mind right. You don't have the privilege any longer to be a xenophobic. You can't even make that as an option. You got to be over here on our side now. You got to understand it from our perspective. So lend us a helping hand so that we can level the playing field. You've got 247 years head start on us financially. So why don't you help us out a little bit? Be fair. Have some justice in this equation. And stop thinking we're trying to replace you. Because guess what? You can be a xenophobic all day long. You can be a racist all day. And that black can hate white and white can hate black or whatever your issue is. Whatever your issue is, I promise, go right now. Get yourself a razor blade and chip at your finger. See what color comes out. What liquid, what color is the liquid that comes out of your finger? I promise you, if you're a normal, healthy human being, it's going to be red. Once the air hits the blood, it turns red. It's blue in our veins. That's the natural color of blood is blue. Until the air hits it, it becomes red. And we will all bleed red blood. We're human. We're human, regardless of our skin color. So this whole replacement theory uh, and anybody who thinks the way Peyton Gendron thinks you want to drive 200 miles to a zip code that's predominantly brown people and kill as many as you can and apologize if you shoot any white folks. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shoot you. I'm sorry. That was an accident. You get up and then you just continue to massacre. If you think like that, if that's in your heart and your spirit, yeah, I, I definitely want you to, uh, I want you to seek mental counseling. I really want you to seek mental counseling. I think it's it would behoove you to do that. I'm sitting in here, ladies and gentlemen, with the air conditioner, which isn't running very, you know, as high as I'd like it to run. Uh, but again, to save Mother Earth, we're turning it down very low so we can be conservative on the air and the electricity that saves the planet. We'll save the planet. So if you're thinking like gender and patron, bad move. Bad move, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody needs mental help. They need therapy. Get them the help that they need. Because you cut me and you cut a white folk, guess what? We're both going to bleed red blood. We're going to bleed it. It's, it's just a fact. Um, so that's my, that's my two cent on that for now. If something else comes to mind, I'll certainly share it with you. But I thought that was an interesting tidbit that you should know. 
he accidentally shot a white person stopped in the middle of a massacre to apologize <laughs> and then continue on with the rampage. He continued on with his rampage massacre of killing brown people at the Topps Market in Buffalo, New York after apologizing to the white guy. I, I just, when I heard that particular piece of information, it, it dropped me to the floor. It dropped me to the floor. And if you think I'm BSing you, please go back and listen to the reports. Get the information. You can always Google it, uh, you know, your cell phones, or you can get on your laptop or whatever you have, your, your PC computer, whatever you've got. And the report will tell you he stopped in the middle of the massacre to apologize to one of the white victims that he accidentally shot. That floored me. It just, it just floored me. So, um, anyway, moving on. Want to move on from there. Um, where are we? We are now... Oh, yeah, I just want to say one other thing on the man. His name, again, is Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. He does TEDx talks. He does TEDx talks on the replacement theory for all of the people uh, that want to think and believe like him. He actually is doing TEDx talks about replacement theories. And I don't know what you're thinking, but Rochelle Wilson is thinking he is as guilty as Peyton Gendron because that boy was only 18 years old. God only knows what his family has put in him. But for him to go out and to be listening to to. To this man, Tucker Carlson, doing TEDx talks on replacement theory, and then to post that on Twitch media during this massacre, I think that speaks volumes about the impact that the replacement theory conversations are having on our young people, particularly our young white people. If you're listening to that, you're allowing your children to listen to that. They're four, five, and six, seven years old, but they're listening to that type of thinking and that type of training. You are creating Peyton Gendron's for the world. You're perpetuating the system of moral turpitude. It's time to stop. And I'll say the same thing for my beautiful brown skinned people. Yes. I am the product on my, you know, I'm not going to lie. We've talked about this before. My father is 100% Sicilian Italian, 100% Sicilian Italian. And I will never, ever disclaim that. That's who I am. I'm not going to disclaim it. But I've also got a mother who is a beautiful, was beautiful black woman. So I don't care if it's one drop or two. If you got a drop of melanated blood in your system, you ain't white, honey. You ain't white. Let's face it. Let's just tell the truth. And I'm telling you, I claim my beautiful brownness. I claim my beautiful brownness. I'm a golden brown woman. 
and I wear it proudly without shame, without shame. And so in that, I say, we got to get along. We got to find a way to all get along. How are we going to do that? I'm not sure. But us as brown people, if we are also perpetuating the systems of moral turpitude, teaching our little teeny brown children to hate white folks, <clears throat> pardon me, to hate white folks or to proclaim that all white folks is evil and bad, then you are as much a part of the problem as Tucker Carlson. There's got to be justice, fair and equality. Will we ever reach that? I can't tell you. It's an ambitious goal. It's an ambitious movement, but I will stand on it anyway because it's the right thing to do. So, Uh, I wanted to share with you just, uh, you know, in moving forward, something that I thought was also very important. Uh, and if it'll come up, I definitely have my device in front of me. And if this comes up, I want to share it with you. I attempted to share it with all of my uh, friends and my family on Facebook that we are definitely moving in the spirit of, of uh, a festival the WHGE 95.3 FM family. We are putting on the Amer African American Family Festival and Taste of Africa. That will be coming to you. That will be coming to you on September 17th. So save the date, save the date, save the date. September 17th from 12 p.m. until 7 p.m you will find WHGE conducting the African American Family Festival. We will be, uh, to, to knowledge, we will be at Kirkwood Park. Kirkwood Park on September 17th. We will be broadcasting. You will find all of your favorite journalists will be there. I certainly will be there. I know I've got to be one of your favorites. Who else has a bigger mouth of advocacy than me? At WHGE, Rochelle Wilson is always making some intelligent noise. So we look forward to seeing you out there with us on September 17th, 2022. Right here, WHGE, we're going to go live. And in the interim, make sure you check out all of our journalists here. This is your station, 24 hours a day. If, we're, if you're not listening to the amazing commentary and news and information and education from all of the journalists that are here, then you're listening to some of the baddest jazz that this state can offer you, that this nation can offer you. Thanks to Harmon Carey, Mr. Harmon Carey is a jazz connoisseur and he brings the noise. I personally have turned my car radio on to 95.3. I'm listening all the time because I love the jazz and I love to hear what my fellow journalists are talking about. So tune in. We're here pretty much starting from Thursday all the way through, even Wednesday, because we've got Timeless Thomas here on Wednesdays. 
I believe he's here from 5 until 6. So you can catch him on Wednesdays. And then starting in June, which is coming up, you'll catch me here on Wednesdays at 3 o'clock. So tune in every Wednesday from 3 to 4 for the Political Power Hour, where we're going to talk just politics. That's all we're talking, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking politics. It's that time of year. So we will be getting our elected officials in here and we'll be having commentary. I'll have guests with me who are professional political connoisseurs who will be helping us to understand as we dialogue in conversation about the three levels of government and how they interchange and intertwine with one another. So just stay tuned. Wednesdays, 3 o'clock, right here, WHGE. Political Power Hour by Rochelle Wilson, a subsidiary of Make Some Intelligent Noise. This is my, is it my second or my third? I'm trying to remember, is this my second or third year doing this? Either way, I look forward to you being here, and I know by then we will have the phone lines open. So you can call in with your commentary. You will be able to engage the guest. You'll be able to engage me. I want to talk to you. I want to hear what you have to say. For some reason, Rock the Jiganaut knows exactly how to get the phones working. And I keep trying to ask him, how do I make the phone works, Rock? And I just uh, have not yet figured that out, ladies and gentlemen. All I need is one time a tutorial because I promise you, once you give it to me, once you teach me, you can't take it back. When I learn something, I know it. So I'm not sure when or how long it's going to take, but I promise you by Wednesday, June 1st, these phone lines will be open for you to call in. And I pray that you'll do that. So uh, we've got an amazing we've got an amazing group of journalists here and you never want to miss us because we each have something we bring to the table that you can use. This is an education station. It's our brand. So we brand it to make sure that we are doing a full, complete wraparound of services for your information. I call myself, I am the informationor. Make some intelligent noise. I am your informationor, and please visit my website. It is being upgraded and updated on a consistent basis. Oh my goodness, the phone is ringing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so do I answer it by hitting this? Hello? Hello? Uh, somebody's there. How do I put it on the speaker? Rock, is that you? Yes. Who is this? Hello? Uh, I can hear you, sweetie. Let me see if I can put this on the... Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh my God, I'm working the phone. This is Riley from Ohio, and I just want to thank you for everything you've said. And I, I want you to know I'm standing strong beside you. And I, I'm super excited about moving forward. I love you, Lisa. Thank you, honey. This is You're my very first call in, and you are on the air. This is wonderful. I'm like so happy I could jump up and down. <laughs> wonderful. Well, if you don't mind, a big shout out to Dwayne Brooks. His sister Aisha is going to give you a call. Jacob Cobb in Texas. 
family member came in for it in Ohio, which is wrongfully convicted. And uh, I just thank you for everything you do because we're going to make a difference. Thank you so much, Lisa. I love you and I appreciate you for that. You are my first call ever since I've been at the radio station, so I'm marking this. I'm definitely marking this on my calendar. And I'll be here for about another 10 minutes, and then I'll be taking off. So if they're going to call in, that's a good thing. I think I know now how to work it. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm going to get off here and give other people a chance to call that. Okay, thanks, Lisa. Take care, baby. Bye-bye. Yay, the phone lines are open. Ladies and gentlemen, the phone lines are open. The phone lines are open so you can call in and engage with me now. I am ecstatically happy about that. Oh, oh, I think another call is coming. Uh, hello? Hello? Yes. Um, hello? Hello, are you there? I think somebody is there. Hello, are you there? Okay, maybe I haven't learned how to work the phone lines, but I, <laughs> I'm going to get it, I promise. Oh, there's someone. Hello? Hello? Hi, can you hear me right now? Uh, very barely, but yes, I can. Let me see if I can turn the volume up. Okay. Okay, I think I did it. All right, are, can we see if you're on air? Yes. Okay, okay go. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? What's uh what's on your mind today? Um, well, I first want to give glory and honor to God who is the head of my life. I would like to say thank you to you, Rochelle, for everything that you do. Um as from a sister, from as a sister, um, as a woman, as a human being, your voice is making such a difference. I want to say thank you, and no matter what, doing what you are doing. You're awesome, and I appreciate. My, my name is Aisha Robinson, and I am my brother is currently in the state of Ohio. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I not convinced. He is wrongfully convinced. He is pretty much the victim of uh, a circumstance of just framing and malicious prosecution. Yes. Reasonable doubt. 
bad times for us. They got us on anything they could get us on. So say those numbers again to that docket number again. 
uh, little grandbaby running around. It's it's amazing. And thank you for, to Aisha, Ms. Robertson. Thank you so much for giving us your information so that we can have an opportunity to take another look at that. And it is on the record. That docket number is on the record. So you're listening to Rochelle Wilson. Make some intelligent noise. Thanks to the ingenuity of whoever and the grace of God, the phone lines are now open and available to call in. I'm so thankful. Uh, but we do have maybe less than three. Yes, I've got three minutes and we have another guest. Uh, I'm sorry, another journalist. Why do I keep saying guest? Another journalist, uh, you want to stay tuned in for Miss Janice King, who brings us the Renaissance, uh, all things art and creative and crafty. So she's going to give you all the information that you need and bring something special to your earbuds. All right. So stay tuned in to listen to what Miss Janice King has to say to you. As for me, I'm going to close with this. You can always find me podcasting on Anchor. Uh, that then branches out like tentacles to Spotify, iHeart, and other media outlets. I saw myself on Google uh, once, uh, you know, so I'm out there. And I ask that you please subscribe because the analytics are important to me. The higher you lift me up, the higher I rise, the higher and more impactful I can be for your causes. So please, uh, please subscribe, like, and share my podcast. Uh, make sure that this particular video for my Facebook friends and family, please put it out there. Uh, share, 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 share. I really appreciate you and love you so much. I know I look a hot mess. The people on the radio can't see me, but you know I look a whole hot mess. Uh, I had my hair uh, down. I did my hair today and it was so nice, but let me tell you, my hair is thick. That's that African in me, that, that whatever that is, that Indian in me. I've got very thick hair. It's very long and honey, that makes it hot. So I had to put it up and I, I look a whole hot mess, but I don't care because at least I'm nice and cool. <laughs> Love you, my Facebook friends and family. Remember, uh, you can always share this and please be a subscriber to my YouTube channel. It means so much to me. Uh, everything that I do here, especially for the political power hour with any of our elected officials, I always put it on my YouTube channel uh, so that can get around. And the more you like it, the more you subscribe. Again, the analytics, it just makes me more impactful so I can be more impactful for you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Until we meet again, stay nice and cool. And my boss and babes, keep it clean and keep it fresh. Keep it clean and keep it fresh. You know, hot weather makes us, you know what I'm talking about, ladies. You got to, I don't care how many showers you have to take today. Whatever you got to do to keep it clean and fresh, carry your little baby wipes and all that, blah, 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 blah. And use your deodorants, okay? It is crazy stank when this kind of weather comes around. So, ladies, we bossing babes. We keep it clean and fresh at all times. I'm Rochelle Wilson. I love you. Take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. But please, karma's real. So be good to each other. All right? Until next week, I love you. Take care. God bless and stay nice and cool.